we hit on some really heavy topics, including body image, including the biggest issues that we have in our marriages, including what we feel most guilty about as moms. So today, my idea for this part of the podcast was to talk about some of those things that Abby and I brought up and talk about where we are today with them. Because as all of us know, sometimes sometimes you're able to move some stuff forward in your life. And at other times you, I listened back and I was like, oh gosh, like I, I haven't made much improvement on that at all. I'm Amy. And I'm Abby. And as women, we are constantly comparing ourselves to others. But your life isn't supposed to look like hers. Being your best self means standing firm in your decisions and always being willing to grow with a purpose. We get vulnerable and real with an honest look into the challenges and triumphs we all face. Every woman listening gets the opportunity to choose what life looks like for herself. I can't believe we are recording this episode. It's going to air the week of our one-year anniversary of Herself podcast. Just to give everyone context, Abby and I had to record the introduction that you hear every single week about 300 times. We had no experience as podcasters, but we knew that we had a mission and we knew that we had a message that would resonate with people. There have been bumps, I would say almost craters in our first year. (laughs) It's been wild. So making it to this point of having a one-year-old podcast, it feels pretty darn good. One-year-old podcast. I love the sound of that. And it really reminds me of a saying that I've heard in the past. If before the year started, if you would have told us everything that was about to come, we'd have been thinking like, nope, nope, not, not us, not this year. Like we definitely can't handle that much. And a lot of you went through it with us. So things that we all went through, like the pandemic to things that we went through personally and as individuals, like being pregnant in a pandemic, receiving news that our third baby would have Down syndrome and now doing life as a special need parent. It's just, it's been a lot. It's been a lot for all of us. Yeah, we've all gone through it this year. And I will say for both of us, the podcast has been such a bright spot. It's passion filled. We're showing our growth journeys in real time so that thousands of women don't feel alone. And you guys tune in every week to hear this podcast. So we just have to start by saying an enormous thank you to each and every one of you. I know it sounds cliche, but we really couldn't do it without you. There would not be a podcast without (laughs) podcast listeners. No, there wouldn't. So today we wanted to dive into our top three episodes of the year 2020 and also share some more details of behind the scenes. All right, you guys ready? Should we do a drum roll? Can I do this? Uh, I don't even know if that's going to set up, but top three are in order. Number three was our first episode ever, which was our introduction episode. The second most listened to episode was episode number 10, Molly Millwood on motherhood, marriage, and the modern dilemma. And then the most listened to episode in 2020 was episode 21 with Vanessa, our sex therapist. 
Okay, so we'll start with the number one listen to podcast episode. It was with my friend Vanessa. She has been one of the most incredible people to work with. Her episode answered questions that women really needed answers to. She covers sex in this really approachable way, and I love how she presents her information. She's so succinct, but she adds her personality into it. What I can tell you from running two female-owned businesses is that there are a lot of women struggling in this department, namely with their sex drives. What we also know is that sex and intimacy are important parts of a relationship, and it's not something that should be pushed under the rug. So in 2021, we are committed to bringing this subject back onto the podcast Next month for our Patreon members, we are going to release a sex workshop. Vanessa put this together for us and it it will be taking you through sex drive and how you can improve yours and get on the same page as your partner. Abby and I have both done it and we're really excited about it. It's so good, you guys. It's it's really really good and it makes you think outside the box of what like you normally would be doing. So I'm so excited to be able to share it with more people. Well, yeah, it just gives, when there's an expert, they can give a different lens that mm-hmm. we probably haven't thought of ourselves mm-hmm. yet. And that's what I love about it. Number two, Vanessa is going to be back on the podcast. So she is all set. We're going to dive deeper into some issues that surround sex and intimacy. And we were just talking about this. We're going to normalize some of the thoughts that people have, some things that they worry about um, and get that out. So we are really excited for that. And she's also going to offer a sex challenge to everyone in this podcast community. And you guys, numbers don't lie. Like, you know, I'm a numbers girl. And this was our most listened to episode of the year because it's a topic that's underserved and it also requires more attention. And we also heard that many of you had your partners listen to episode 21. And it really helped that Amy and I initiated the conversation. But once we got it started, you were able to run with it and ask for more or less of what you needed. I've even had a lot of close friends of Colin reach out to me personally, which at first it was awkward. <laughs> um, but now I'm like, okay, well, this is a, a conversation that we can have. We're, we're grown people. We can have these conversations. And they just mentioned how listening to it helped not only their like the sex part of the relationship, but their relationship in general. Um, so I just love that take on it, especially hearing it from a male perspective. It just was, it was so powerful. And Vanessa really speaks in a way that helps us all feel like these things that might be weird or things that really only happen to us or we think only happen to us are actually the norm in most relationships. And for us personally, like we just had a baby and I know that every single time we have a baby, our sex life it, it takes a hit. Like it takes a hit. I think for many people, it takes a hit. We just don't talk about that part of it. But between the discomfort of the home stretch and pregnancy, waiting till that magical six week mark, which isn't really, much, I though. know, right? <laughs> the lack of sleep, the physical changes, it takes us a while to get back into the groove again. And I'm also a person who the more sex I have, the more I want it. Wait, did I say that right? Yeah. Okay. And, and- <laughs> Vanessa, <laughs> Vanessa in that episode said that, yes. you know, if you if you fall completely off the map, like getting back on 
<laughs> getting back on, you you want it more. Yes. And I remember like that six week mark came and then the seven week mark came and the eight week mark came. And I'm like, I kind of just want an extra 10 minutes of sleep until it was finally like, no, I know once I start doing this again, it's going to be great. And <laughs> I just got to got to get started here. <laughs> I think that the pandemic has been a really interesting time because a lot of people are home more and mm-hmm, they see their mm-hmm. partner and we've shared on Instagram, I think like that can create a really nice situation where you're able to have relations during the day, a lot of people. But I also think, and what we know is that women were very stressed this year, mm-hmm. overly demanded overtouched out. So it would only also make sense that women felt less of a sex drive and that it was just another task instead of something that they really enjoyed. So here is a small push to say, if you are feeling overtouched out, over demanded, you know, maybe that's somewhere where you need some help that your partner could give you breaks so that you want to connect more in that part of your relationship. Mm, Yeah. And when Vanessa brought that part up, it was like a light bulb went off. Like you're not going to want to have sex at night if you've been touched all day, but having like a nice 20 minute break where it's just you, where you can take the time to be you like that can be the best thing that you can do for your relationship and for yourself. Yeah. And your partner is highly motivated if you're like, okay, if you just put the boys to sleep tonight, I'm going to take a shower and let's, (laughs) you know, let's get this on. That works like that Mm -hmm. motivation works. So, um, it's, it could be time to reconnect and we're excited to have her back on, release the workshop, do all these things because we think that this topic is really important. And now let's go into Molly's episode. So episode 10, this one really takes us back. I can't even tell you how excited Amy was, you guys, when <laughs> when we reached out and she said yes to get that interview. And I know so many of you took just so much away from that interview and also from her book. When you talk about a dream guest, like Molly Millwood is definitely, definitely a dream guest. And the fact that we got her on so early, like I'm proud of this little podcast for being able to do that. Her book was also part of our first ever book club, which I just think that between her words on the podcast, between her book, between the information that she was able to share that week, like just so many eyes were opened. It was a giant hug (sighs) to the community so early on and we are just eternally grateful to Molly. We will beg her to be back on the podcast sometime <laughs> soon as well. One of the pieces that I listened to in the episode, so I've listened to her episode over and over again. And one of the pieces that she brought up was, now that I'm a mother, I'm always in a hurry. And the first time I listened to it, I, I honestly didn't even hear that part of it. It was said so quickly that I didn't hear that part of it. The second time, I started picking up on it. And then I re-listened to it right away after Owen was born. Because this is a piece that in that early postpartum period, you do need that warm embrace. And you need it from somebody with a PhD like Molly. And have your partner listen to. Like that's another key here is having you and your partner both go through her words of wisdom. The always rushing, like with work, I'm able to plan ahead. I'm able to get things done. I'm able to set a schedule and I don't feel rushed and it feels good not having that rushing feeling. But as soon as you add somebody else into the mix, it makes it little people, (laughs) especially little tiny humans who want to change their shoes seven times before they get out the door. I feel like I'm always in a rush. And I think about like Owen's life, like he's been on earth for four months now. And I'm like, how, how did that happen? And then I think about Lucy's life and I'm like, how have I been a mom for four and a half years? 
like all of the things between getting them ready in the morning, rushing them off to daycare, the five o'clock PM rush to get as much work done as possible, rushing in the evenings. Like I feel like we're just constantly trying to play catch up with these little yeah, kid lives. And I think even no matter what your personality is, because Abby is an achiever, she likes a lot to do. She's really she's really, really good in that situation. I'm not. And so this is one one of the parts of motherhood that is so hard for me. This year, I'll focus on trying to take more off my plate because being in a constant rush is like my least favorite thing. It's stressful. Yeah, it feels really stressful. And I think a lot of moms are in the position. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She also spoke about the absence of support and how in motherhood, we simply cannot do it all. And we're under this illusion that other people aren't struggling. And I would love to have her on right now. We we recorded that episode pre-pandemic. And I would love to hear her take with even more support being taken away from us. It just, it really adds a whole nother layer. But if you are looking for that embrace, those are the two points that I really took from that episode. Yeah. And as Abby said, I'm such a fan of Molly Millwood. I feel like her number one fan girl. Um, so that book... I felt like was a game changer for me because I really started to feel understood. And it was a piece of work that truly changed me because I feel like society was telling me, Amy, be thankful. You have a nice husband. You have a couple of babies. What do you have to complain about? And Molly pushes back against that. And she says, women have more on their plates than ever. They are shouldering so much. So even though we, Abby and I both practice gratefulness and we know we have so much to be grateful, I think it just opened the door for me to have compassion for myself and to say like, this has been a tough stretch. This is a tough week. It does not mean I'm not grateful. It just means like, this is tough. Um, So I felt like she really gave me that permission. And I know that Drew loves the way that Molly teaches and talks too, because it's very approachable. So I think I've read a couple books where they're super aggressive about Mm -hmm, the partner mm -hmm. and Molly like calls them in. She says, this is how we can help. This is how we can improve instead of calling them out and making them feel like they are the scum of, (laughs) of the earth, you know, like, no, like let's focus on how we can really get somewhere together. I love hearing Drew talk about Molly Millwood. It's just so cute. He's he's like her second (laughs) biggest fan. (laughs) And to take a quick break from our content, and this podcast episode is brought to you by our new partner, Gooder. Speaking of Drew, a lot of you guys know that his taste in sunglasses hasn't always been the best. (laughs) And actually, it's funny, but it really irritates me when he would wear his old pair of white sunglasses that I absolutely despise. I'm like, even taking a picture with him in those, I'm not trying to sound mean, but I really hated those sunglasses. So when we partnered with Gooder and they said that they were going to hook up our husbands with sunglasses too, it felt like a really big step for our relationship. So Drew had two pairs and now there's no reason he has to wear his old sunglasses and he really loves them. 
So we wanted to remind you guys that Gooder has extended their offer of 15% off any order as long as you use the code HERSELF at checkout. Again, they we are partnered with them. We love them. And I think that you guys will love them too. And that website is Gooder, G-O-O-D-R.com and just use code HERSELF. If you want to know our favorites, DM us. We love talking about Gooder sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then episode one. Episode one, we were babies behind these mics. It's fun looking back at like the videos and the content and how many times we started and stopped those episodes, Amy, <laughs> being like, oh, wait, say it this way, or maybe we should change it up this way. And as the listeners, maybe you picked up on that. Maybe you didn't. Um but just so much growth. Well, so yeah, much growth. I remember one person early on was like, you guys don't have to say each other's names as much because we'd be like, okay, Abby, what do you think? What's also cool about this though, Amy, is that we like grew in friendship throughout yeah. that year. Like we were business partners at that point. Like we were friends, but I feel like this last year has been such a transformation, not only with this business, but also with like our friendships. Yeah. So we're able to not like be interviewing each other. Right, we know enough true. about each other that like, hey, talk about the time. We just had this conversation, Amy. Like I know this is going on in your world. And just bring yeah. that personal touch to yeah. it. Yeah, what a year to go from that episode to everything else that happened. Um, it just felt like we grew with each other. We grew with our audience. And so for that one to still be one of the most listened to episodes, I told Abby, I'm like, I didn't want to skip talking about this one because it, it didn't mean so much to us to mm-hmm. get our podcast off the ground. And um, it's... It's just special that it's one of the most listened to episodes. Mm-hmm. We also brought up some really like deep secrets, like right away in episode one. I know. <laughs> a little bit ballsy there. Like a lot of people's um, introductory episode is just like a quick pilot, like a two minutes of like, oh, this is what it's about. And Amy, she's like the creative genius over here, obviously. She's like, no, let's do something different. Like all other podcasts do that. Let's do something different. Like let's show them that we're willing to be vulnerable right from the start. Right. That was almost like, I feel like our most vulnerable episode in some ways we didn't know you guys were just like <laughs> speaking um but we we hit on some really heavy topics including body image including the biggest issues that we have in our marriages including what we feel most guilty about as moms so today my idea for this part of the podcast was to talk about some of those things that Abby and I brought up and talk about where we are today with them because as all of us know sometimes Sometimes you're able to move some stuff forward in your life. And at other times you, I listened back and I was like, oh gosh, like <laughs> I, I haven't made much improvement mm-hmm, on that mm-hmm. at all. So I know we both talked about the biggest struggle in our marriages and Abby had brought up scorekeeping. So I wanted to check in and see where you guys are with your scorekeeping. I thought I was good until December came. December is just a really hard month in our relationship because of Colin's job. Um, He is working 60, 70, 80 hour weeks, working all weekend. So it's like childcare morning, childcare night, childcare weekends, any type of sick day is all on me. Yeah. Um, Which I know a lot of you, you guys have that every single day. Like you are going through that every single day and you're feeling the stresses and the pressures of doing all of the tasks. So I can like easily tally up in my mind of like, oh, I did this many things and Colin made me dinner this week. To say that I've made improvement in this category, yes, I've made improvement, but I have a lot of work to do, a lot of work to do. And it, it, 
having this episode right now, I'm saying it to the world. I'm saying it to my husband who listens to every one of our episodes as well. Babe, I'm going to work on this one. Like the scorekeeping, it's really difficult for me, especially when I'm ahead, especially when I can see the numbers on the board and they're more in my direction, or at least I feel like they're more in my direction. Yeah, it's interesting hearing you talk because over here, I'm hearing when I I'm I'm getting better at this, but when I'm stressed, mm. these old habits come up. And I think that's true for a lot of us. Yeah. It's it's like the protective mechanism. It's our shield. It's our a way to be defensive and a way to protect ourselves. And that shows up in scorekeeping for me. And Amy, back to you. Your biggest struggle in your marriage was the time crunch. How are you guys doing? Well, it's really interesting. Be careful what you wish for because Drew and I have spent more time together (laughs) this year than any other year. And spending time together and spending quality time together are two different things. We have had a lot of quality time because each day that we're working, we have lunch together and we go on a walk. And that has been incredible for our relationship. Truly, we can talk, talk about adult things. We've felt very connected. The part that comes in, the struggle for us, is that I have felt less patient with Drew this year. And why that comes out is we've also spent more time than we ever have before with our kids. Mm-hmm. So when Drew gets overwhelmed and when he's stressed, he has less patience for our boys. And he will openly admit that in a couple weeks when he's back on the podcast. For me, a huge trigger is his impatience with the kids. So it oh, is hard. like a really bad combination. I just feel, um, I'm like, they're, they're so young. Like mm-hmm. what, you know, mm-hmm. like don't, you can't take your, your work stress and your parent stress out on them. But then I criticize his parenting, which probably doesn't help his mood or his patience. So it's something that I've been discussing a lot with my therapist and Drew has now come to therapy with me so that we we know like this issue keeps coming up. It doesn't seem like we can resolve it ourselves. It seems like we need a third party perspective to help us sort through this. Um, So to say we've spent a ton of time together this year, (laughs) but we've had some communication blocks or ways that we um, talk to each other when we're in a, in a strut, a stress state that we feel like we really could work on. And we know a lot of you out there are having the same difficulties that we are. So we're going to have the guys back on in the podcast. They're going to talk about these things. You'll hear it from their perspective because sometimes it is easier when a guy hears it from a guy or when any partner hears it from somebody else besides the person who they're having the conversation with over and over and over again. Well, yeah. And I think that's what we feel like has been such an amazing part of herself is that our husbands are fully supportive of our messages. Mm -hmm. They are confident men, but they're also vulnerable men. So they're able to say like, yes, I'm really struggling with this. And they're able to have us share about our marriages. And we feel so thankful because we know that not every couple is there or would want this life. But thank the Lord that our partners Mm -hmm. are. And so we're able to present this this information to you guys stand in solidarity, but also say like, here's what we're working on because we also want to improve in our marriages and and make sure they stay, they stay strong and they stay healthy and we can stay examples um, for our audience. 
if that was an inspiration right there, I feel like a little pep in my stuff right now, Amy. That was really good. And as we were talking about the conversation and about the conversation we had exactly a year ago now, we realized that Amy and I sort of switched roles. Like Cole was little. He was just several months old at that point when we had started the podcast. And now I have a little baby Owen at home. Um, Postpartum, you were like pumping around the clock. And now you see me doing that all the time, like having these pump breaks built into our day. Like what the life that you had just lived is now kind of the life that I'm living right now. So it's just neat how that whole cycle works out. And another big piece is that in 2020, January of 2020, the hardest part of motherhood for me was bedtime. And I remember being so scared to share that in front of a large audience because and at that point, I was like, is this, can I even bring this up? Like, are women going to think that I'm a terrible human being yeah. for saying that it's hard for me to read book after book after book and just want those 20 minutes to go by? But it was just beautiful how like so many people responded with like, yes, that is so hard. Like, I just want to be able to rest afterwards. And um, it just was nice to be able to connect with so many women that right. way. And I think, too, what we noticed is that motherhood is so fluid because for Abby and Colin, and Lucy and Micah, their older two children, bedtime is not a struggle anymore. So like, that's going a lot better. And Abby feels a lot better about that part of her life. And at that time, bedtime wasn't a struggle for us. And now those roles have reversed. Mm -hmm. And we've gone through a couple months of hard, you know, refiguring out how to make a routine that works for our toddlers, but also works for us. So it was just interesting to me to re-listen and think like, wow, motherhood really can can have ups and downs and something that you didn't used to struggle with could turn into your biggest struggle. Um, either of us are traveling or speaking and <laughs> doing right, anything. Right. So our mom guilt is down as far as being away from them. But I would say one thing I mentioned in episode number one was having so many things pulling at me that I can't always be present for my children. And that's vulnerable because I feel like there's just such a high standard for women. Like you always have to be present Mm -hmm. when you're a mom. And then when you're at work, you're supposed to be present here when you're podcasting, be present just for your, and you know, what I realize is like, I do still have that same struggle. Sometimes when I'm with my children, I feel like there's so many other things pulling at me. And I'm still working on that. Me too. Me too. And it's, it's interesting that you bring this up. Like now that I'm thinking about these conversations, I'm like, we were traveling. Like in that first episode, I was talking about how I think that the hard part about our kids' bedtime is that I'm gone half of the week. And now I'm home every single day. So I wonder if that has helped in some sense. But also because I'm home all the time, it's like, oh, do I have to be present 100% of the time? Can I take a little bit of a break? But that also leads to being like just I feel I feel like I'm being pulled away from other things, not travel because I'm there all the time. Does that part make sense? Yes, because it was what we were just talking about at lunch with Drew when I said there's a quantity of time that we're all spending with our spouses and partners, but it's the quality time that a lot of us are missing because we are distracting ourselves with other things or maybe we're needed, truly needed Mm -hmm. for other Mm -hmm. things. So it's making sure that you still have that quality time and you're able to really be present because as we know, then 
the children act better or they're happier. Your spouse feels more loved and is happier. So the quality time in 2021, hopefully maybe the quantity goes down a little bit. We can get some more of our support systems back, but the quality time is the emphasis. It's just about being intentional. So we all have to be intentional with what those, we all have the same number of hours, but what are we going to do with them and how are we going to spend them? Um, And yes, all being under one roof for an entire year. (laughs) It was a lot. We had a lot of time together. Um, We'll make it more intentional this next year. So thank you to all of you. Thank you for helping us celebrate one year. If you've been a listener since that very first episode, thank you for that. And maybe you're a newer listener. Go back and listen to a few of these that we brought up today. And again, that's episode one, episode 10 with Molly Millwood and episode 21 with Vanessa. Thank you all for such a great year. And we can't wait to keep building this community together.